0: hello and welcome to our podcast we hope it encourages and inspires you please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton new life or to get in touch one of our team would love to talk to you here's today's message Sign up Sunday. You excited about that? Yes. yes. One or two are? Uh, I'll, I'll start that again, eh? Today's sign up Sunday. You excited about that? Yes. Oh, that's much better. That's way better. Yeah. Uh, I'd personally love to see everybody who calls this church home, connected, and part of a life group. You know, uh, God looked at Adam and he said, It's not good for man to be alone. You know, we are created. Community. It's not good for us to be isolated, confined to a bubble because we are created for community and uh, I love seeing people connected to a life group because uh, there's life in a life group, they're vibrant, they're bubbling, people are connected and part of the body. So again, if you call this place home, I'd love to see you connected to a life group. And, uh, I'd give a big shout out to our online audience today. Great to have you with us. Can you let them know that they're live? Today's message is called "Living a Life of Generosity." You know that's how we're to live. We're to be generous in the way that we live, and uh, we're to practice that. Practice generosity, and and so today it's about living a life that uh, shows generosity and what that can look like. Uh, This morning I want to look at the amazing characteristics of givers. I mean people who are generous and give, are loving, kind, positive and supportive. Is that right? I also want us to see the positive benefits of being a giver. People that are generous and give are happy and healthy. And giving is great for those who receive it, But I also want you to understand that giving is good for the giver. And that's more the angle that I'm wanting to look at today. Let's go to Proverbs 11 verse 24. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy, it gets smaller and smaller. Generous people think beyond themselves. They think of others. They are big thinkers, they have big hearts, and their world is getting larger and larger. But for the stingy person, they just see themselves, and their world gets smaller and smaller and smaller, because they only see themselves in their own needs. And I liken it like this, the stingy person is like a sponge, they just want to absorb and suck in everything that they can. But the generous person is like honeycomb. They just overflow and ooze with deliciousness and sweetness and goodness. And we want to be like the honeycomb, don't we? So how do you overcome selfishness and greed? By being generous. Being generous and giving breaks the power of selfishness and greed. And it makes our world larger and larger. Good. Givers always stand out and amaze people. Givers are never short of friends. And we can be generous with our words. We can be generous with encouragement. Yeah. Generous with our time. We can be generous with a smile. Yeah. guess if you're wearing a face mask, you've got to leave a smile with your eyes. Yes. <laughs> But none of these things cost you anything. Yes, that's right. But you can also be generous with your wealth and possessions. <laughs> Mother Teresa said this, A life not lived for others is not a life. Wow, a life not lived for others is not a life. Mother Teresa modeled to us what living a life of generosity can look like. And did you know that generous people prosper? They do. They always prosper. Proverbs 11 verse 25. The generous will prosper. Do you see that? They will prosper. You see, our God is a rewarder, and He rewards the generous. And so the the generous, they will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So the generous will prosper. Their marriages will prosper, their families will prosper, their businesses will prosper, they're generous, they will prosper in everything. And did you know that even their souls will prosper? How do their souls prosper? They're healthy, they're happy, they've got peace, they've got joy, their soul will even prosper. Awesome. Did you know that our brain is built for generosity? When we give, it releases a chemical in the brain that gives pleasure. So as we give, it releases pleasure on the inside of us, which is why we want to do it more and more and more. By living a lifestyle of generosity and by giving and investing into others, you are giving into people and places that will outlive you. You see, what we do for ourselves dies with us. But what we do for others lives on beyond us. And think about the generous people that you knew as a child or when you were younger that are with you now. You remember them. and You remember them fondly and you, you love them. And, you, and uh, we want to be like that, don't we? Yes, right. Psalm 112 verse 9. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. I mean, we remember those generous people in our childhood, don't we? Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. You see, your good deeds will be remembered forever. And I think about King David. He was very generous. He had a heart after God. And they believe in today's economy he would have left the equivalent of $21 billion for the building of the temple. Release that to Solomon for the building of the temple. That's pretty generous, isn't it? (laughs) But you know, we can be generous when we have much. And we can also be generous when we have a little. I mean, I know wealthy people that are stingy. And I know people that haven't got much that are very generous. And so David was wealthy, and he was very generous. But then, one time, uh, there was an offering being taken up in the temple. And all the Pharisees and the wealthy people were, like the big bucket at the front, were putting in out of their wealth. And then a little widow came along, and she put in two small coins, and Jesus stopped the offering. And he said, hey, all you lot, you're giving out in the abundance. But this woman, she's given everything. That she has. You see, what does the Bible tell us? That the generous will be remembered and they will be honoured. And then there's the Macedonian church. I mean, they were impoverished people. They lived in poverty. But they gave themselves to the Lord first. And then they pleaded with the Apostle Paul for the opportunity to give. And they gave beyond their needs, and beyond what they were able to, because they had a heart to give. And uh, we remember these people, and Paul boasts about these people because of their generosity. They were a generous people. And then there's Mary, who anointed the feet of Jesus for burial. Everyone else was dishonouring Jesus, but she honoured Him, and she poured out oil worth a year's wages. And we can read this in Mark 14, verse 9. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. And we're honouring her today, aren't we? Yeah. That's right. And that's what Psalm 112, verse 9 tells us. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honour. And so we have generous people, and we have stingy people, don't we? And we want to be generous. But I want to just say that there's generosity, and I've just been sharing about people who show extravagant generosity. So rather than kind of saying, am I stingy or generous, the question should be is, how can I become more generous? How can I go from generous being extravagantly generous how can i move more towards having a generous spirit a lifestyle that shows and displays giving and generosity because we can all grow in this can't we we can all do it better we can all look to challenge ourselves to grow in generosity because it's great for those who receive but actually it benefits us as well Luke 6, verse 38. Give and you will receive. Give and you will receive. It starts with us. It doesn't say when you receive, give. It says give and you will receive. So we get to put the miracles in motion. We started by giving first. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount, you give will determine, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Give and you will receive. It starts with us. But I want you to imagine your wealth is like a bag of grain. Or you might say a bag of coins. But imagine a bag of grain and that's your wealth. And you're giving out of that bag of grain. This is what the Lord promises to do for you. He promises to fill you back, and then he promises to pick it up and shake it so it all rattles down some more. Then he's gonna fill it again and pick it up and shake it and rattle it all down fill it up again and pick it up and shake it and rattle it some more until it's completely full and there's no gaps, there's no room but he's going to continue to pour on top of that bag so it overflows and then he's going to pour it into your lap that's what God wants to do for the people who give and who are generous give and it will come back to you pressed down, shaken together, and running over, poured into your lap. Can you see that? There's a picture there, isn't there? Acts 4 verse 32. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. They shared everything they had. So this is Acts chapter 4. So the church has just been birthed. So this is a picture of the early church in operation and function. Now I believe that we are moving from glory to glory to glory. So the end time church, which we're a part of, should be more glorious and more generous than the early church. Everyone's thinking about that one. (laughs) The colds are turning. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. But I just love the fact that they were united in heart. They were in unity. Have we got unity in the church right now? there's there's certainly things that can come across uh, against the church right now to cause division. We've got to fight for our unity. I mean there's unity of the Trinity, so there should be unity in the body of Christ right now. I mean we all believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, His burial, His resurrection. We can agree on that. We can agree that we have a mission, so we, we fight for our unity. We don't fight against one another for anything. We fight for our unity. Yes. We're together. You see, in the in the early church, all the believers were united in heart and mind. They felt that what they owned was not their own. You know, today's sign-up Sunday, and uh, I want to see everybody part of a life group and part of the community. And you see, they didn't see themselves as, this is my bubble, my family, my finances. They see the, the, the church, the body, is one body. We're one whanau. We're one family. We're together. We're united. We care for one another. And we look after one another. And what I have is yours. What you have is mine. And no one is to go without or lack or be in need. So they shared everything. Not some things. They shared everything that they had. No one went without. No one lacked. It'd be great to be part of a community like that. Mm -hmm. Is that our community? That's what the church is to look like. But even more glorious because we're going from glory to glory, aren't we? Verse 33. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them. There was blessing upon them. There was unity, there was blessing. Jesus was getting preached. Verse 34 and 35. There were no needy among them. Nobody had a need. There were no needy among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles. Other translations will say they laid it at the apostles' feet, which is just a total act of surrender, no strings attached. We're giving it, to the to the birthing of the church, we love what's happening. We love this community. We're handing over our finances and our wealth, and so that um, the money to the apostles to give to those in need. There was no needy. And I think about what does that look like today. What what does that look like today? So I'm going to. Tell a story, and the story is not true, but there's truth in the story, so that we can kind of get a picture of what this might look like today for us. Now, I want to, you to know, imagine that you've got two neighbors. You've got John, and he's a non Christian, and you've got Bob, and he's a Christian. And these guys have been neighbours for years, and uh, you know, they're good neighbours, they get on and they'll water each other's garden when they're away, you know, empty the you know, help them help each other out with the recycling bins, they're good neighbours, and they often stand out in the footpath and have a little chat. So you've got John, who's the non-Christian, and Bob's the Christian. They get on, they'll be neighbours for years, and they have little chats, and can you picture those sort of neighbours? one day uh, John goes out and he's talking to Bob and John goes hey Bob everything alright? And Bob goes yeah everything's going great. And John goes I, I just see that you're looking to sell your collector's car. And Bob goes yeah yeah I am. Yeah." And John goes everything alright you love that car. I can't work out why you, you wanted to sell that car. And Bob's like oh I do love that car but you know. Most of the time, it just sits under blankets in the garage and, you know, I drive three four times a year, but really, John, it's like this, there's this young family in our church and, you know, they've fallen on tough times and, you know, they've got some serious needs and, you know, that car just sits in the garage and it's under, under blankets and I'm actually really excited about selling this car, you see, because this young family needs their finances more than I need to collect this car. So I'm really excited about selling this car so I can help them out, give them a hand up, and a a bit of a start in life. John goes up the driveway, scratching his head. Can't quite believe what he's heard. Anyway, a couple of months go by and John comes home one night and he sees a real estate for sale sign up in the front of Bob's house. And he's like, what's going on here? and he's just looking for that opportunity to catch Bob and the next thing he sees Bob going out to the litter box so he kind of races round and then gets to a walk and Hey Bob, how you doing? Good John, how you doing? Hey Bob, everything right? Yeah, everything's great, thanks John "Uh, I see you, you're selling your house Bob's like, yeah yeah, I am And John's like, are you sure everything's alright? You you love this neighbourhood, you love that house I just can't believe you're selling your house and then Bob says, oh, well, it's like this, you know, my kids are growing up and we've got this great big house and, and uh, myself and my wife, we don't need a house this big. And, uh, you know, there's this family in the church and they've fallen on tough times and they're really doing it tough. And here we are living in a great big house and we don't need a house this big. So, hey, we're going to sell the house and get something a little bit more modern and smaller and it'll just suit us fine and I can help out this family. And I'm really excited about helping them out because they're in need. John goes up the driveway, scratching his head. What what I'm actually telling you about is what the church looked like thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. and actually what the church is meant to look like today. That we're one body, we're one people, and we don't just... Look after us and ours and our bubble. We live for community. We live for others. We want to see others blessed and nobody in need. And we're moving from glory to glory, aren't we? So the end-day church is just as generous, if not more generous, than the early church. And that's a picture of what we can look like. And so today is sign up Sunday, and I'd love to see everybody who calls this church home connected to a life group where you can be generous, and you can bring your smile, you can bring a bit of food, you can uh, bring a little bit of encouragement, and help people in your life group, because we're not to live for ourselves, we are to live for others. And who wants to be part of a community like that? So today's sign up, so I'd like to encourage you to sign up, and also on that form, you'll see the words host, gather, and teacher. I mean, we have got incredible life group leaders in this church who actually do all three of those things. They'll, they'll host, they'll gather people, and then they'll lead the life group and the, and the teaching and things. But, you know, we want to see more life groups developed in the life of this church. And maybe um, your gifting leans more to one of those things. Maybe you love hosting and you just love to have a a warm house with a nice atmosphere and and doing some hospitality foods, your love language and and how you like to give and show generosity and and maybe gathering and teaching isn't for you but you're happy to host. Or maybe there's somebody else and uh, you just love people. Hosting isn't your thing, teaching isn't your thing, you just love people and you love to gather. You, you love connecting with people, checking in on people. and uh, So you can tick the box, gather it. Or maybe you see yourself as a teacher. You know those people that can just articulate a really good answer to any question? They're just mature Christians and just great at leading a study or for answering questions. Maybe you identify yourself as a leader. And so maybe um, you want to tick one of those and we can maybe look to connect some people together so that uh, we have hosts, gatherers, and teachers uh, sharing the load of a life group. And this is actually a model that we've learned from our Filipinos who do life groups so incredibly well. So that's just an option for you as well. But can I get the band up now, please? I'm going to finish with this. Givers are never short of friends. That's right. The generous always find a way to give. The generous always stand out and amaze people. People love and respect the givers. People who give our kind, loving and generous people. And think about the gospel. Our God is generous. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. I mean, that's generosity. And Jesus displays generosity in giving by giving himself to die on the cross For us. You see, we're all sinners, and our sin separates us from a holy God. And our God is a just God, and sin must be punished. But Jesus took that punishment upon himself, so that whoever believes in him and the sacrifice he made and in his death, burial, and resurrection will have eternal life. If you don't believe in Jesus, you're condemned, because God has given us free will. And free will is holy, and so we must choose Jesus. Can I encourage you today to choose Jesus? The only way to have eternity with God is through Jesus and his sacrifice. And so just say, Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart, and I confess the Lordship of you, and I want to live a new life following you. And you can um, have a new life following Jesus. And so... That's the message, isn't it? God is generous. And so we, being like God, can be generous also. Amen? Did you know that giving is both God's nature and God's will? Can we grow in generosity today? Can we go from being generous to extravagantly generous? Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, uh, we want our worlds to grow larger and larger. And Lord, you're generous, and so we want to be generous just like you and reflect your divine nature and generosity. And so, Lord, right now, just speak to every heart. And Lord, may we grow in this whole area of being generous, living for others, living for others, seeing other needs and just uh, believing that you can help us meet people's needs just right where they are, Lord, that we can be a body that just shows and demonstrates the love of God to this world, in Jesus' name.